Hi there, and welcome to episode 12 of the ADHD Adult UK podcast. I'm James Brown, and disastrously, as usual, I'm joined by a man whose head is so perfectly spherical, it bends light around it, fellow co-founder of ADHD Adult UK, Alex Connor. Alex, hi. Hello, Governor. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to ignore that from now on and just very quickly move on to the next part of any section because is it hackles or heckles? They're rising, if you know what I mean. And I, I, I struggle immediately with with wanting to reach through the screen and punching you in the face. So um, well done if that was the intent. Um, how are you anyway? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, heckles are rising if our DMs on Twitter are any judge. I'm very well, all good. Thank you. Yeah, and excited by the podcast. We have had... <laughs> improbably more than three and a half thousand downloads of this like footer shambles we've also from just started ten, from letters. just 10 lists from just 10 listeners from just 10 listeners yeah your, your mum um <laughs> we are getting emails we've had an email james from um uh, from a uh, robert from kidderminster he's from robert <laughs> robert from kidderminster yeah, yeah said yeah, why yeah, has james yeah. got a blue tick on twitter was it administrative <laughs> error? Thanks, Robert, for the letter. Yes, it absolutely was. It um, probably was, actually. <laughs> We've got a real one. Can I read it out for you? All no, please. I don't, um, like list I don't like the fake ones, Alex. I like listening to the real ones. <laughs> not funny, but I'm persevering. <laughs> right, Chris has written in and said, thanks for the show, guys. Made me laugh out loud, and every word resonated with my own experience. Really appreciate what you're doing. We love these. Thank you so much. We think that's true. Thanks, Chris. What about me next? <laughs> okay, it's me next. Yeah. So I'm not obviously not looking. You wouldn't believe that there is any element of scripting with these podcasts, but there's there's like the, the vaguest element, and I'm obviously not looking at that vague script. So our podcast, as I'm sure you're aware, are a tragedy in three parts. We choose a theme. In the last episode, we talked a little bit about what you might call diagnosis hesitancy uh, with our special guest Tom. In this episode, we're responding to a few requests, actually, from quite a number of people, not the ones for us to stop doing a podcast. Um, we're not going to respond to those requests. Um, but the requests we're responding to are to discuss aspects of task management when you have ADHD, which is a, a really big problem, but it's a really important thing to be able to manage tasks. So those three parts, um, uh, we'll start off with some evidence-based psychoeducation, We'll move on to personal reflections on what um, kind of task management means to us. And then we'll finish off with some top tips in that area. And of course, we'll manage to find time to fit in a game of what's James forgotten, mislaid or lost this week. So, Alex, what is task management and why are we talking about it in respect of ADHD? Well, my good friend, James, <laughs> defining and carrying out tasks. And doing it without destroying your mental health is a major, major element of, I think, any ADHD profile. Luckily, this is something James and I know about. And we're, we're scientists with ADHD, but we're also coaches for people with the symptoms of ADHD. And so it's something we deal with in, in lots of different uh, realms. So when we're using the term task, it's a pretty broad word we mean literally anything that is a priority for you to have to do could be any task at all a, a reminder that the adhd brain can make a priority in a task list it can create long-term goals and it really really often wants to act on those lists to do them 
we are often convinced 100 percent that over the next few weeks we will do them we will with no evidence at all become completely different people this is unlikely uh, unlikely is uh putting it mildly can i just can i add something because normally uh this is um where we allow you the person that knows about these things to talk about them but can i add um this isn't just a conversation about project management which the the, the phrase task management um might sound a bit like which is what we're also calling this episode getting shit done um it's about leadership it's about working as part of a team although they're big parts of, of how we coach and they're often major challenges for adults with adhd but we'll talk about those things more specifically in, in future episodes that's exactly true this isn't the wider concepts of of coaching and work and everything it's literally about getting shit done this is about research and evidence for tasks you need to get done over the next day days and weeks no one's a robot no human and um everyone struggles with this but remember that executive dysfunction that you see in most adults with adhd if not all can affect both starting and finishing what appear to be relatively simple tasks this is sometimes called failure to launch how do i get that thing done mm. you clean your teeth whatever so i've got a brief summary james of the things that are thought to help with this it's a list are you ready so take emotional control and that means self-author self-author the goals themselves that mean something to you and self-author methods to do them that have worked in the past or if they're new, you know, are exciting to try. Remember, we have to look for things that, that float our boat. So other people's goals are pretty tricky unless the, the, the emotions of that person being happy with us are, are worth having. So taking emotional control of the goals by writing them yourself or, or finding why you would care about them or why you'd care about those methods. So following on for that is, is looking for motivation. So why would I do that? And it's short-term rewards. That's the classic thing with all of us, isn't it? What, what Think about the, how you will feel, for example, at the end of the day, at the end of the hour, the end of the, the five minutes. So that's motivation, control. And the third one is, is help. Mm. Get help. The buddy system. This is so useful, especially for me. I know it is for you. If you can work with somebody to do the task thing great if you can't then it can even work if you've got somebody in the room while you do it when i cook i ask someone to sit and work or or watch telly in the room that i'm cooking in for example it, so it can also work it can, it, on, James, sorry. apologies it can also work via whatsapp or, or text message if you if you're finding you're really struggling and you've got an adhd buddy if you've got somebody who either has lived experience of adhd or understands what you're going through sometimes just a message to say i'm really struggling to get this thing done and having a conversation with somebody that understands it and can help you like you say, overcome whatever it is that's that's causing that failure to launch can be helpful. I know that I message you quite often when I'm really struggling to get something done. You just say, can you leave me alone? I'm really busy. But if I had a good ADHD buddy, then I'm sure they would give me useful advice and that would help me get some of those uh, some of those tasks done. <laughs> I think that it would. That's made me laugh. Right. Um, uh, yes, online is so important as well. There are other ADHD groups, loads of really good ones on social media, and, they, and I've seen them arrange ADHD hangouts so you can join in online if you're struggling to get out, especially. I believe we're in the middle of a pandemic. 
so another great thing you can do is to sandwich tasks. And if, if there's something hard to do, put it in between something good to do. I empty the dishwasher while I'm, I really like making coffee in the morning, confetti air coffee and a proper coffee, James, or a little bit of uh, uh, ground beans. You'd love it. With. If you're watching, if you're watching this on, if you're watching this on YouTube, you've just seen Alex do the fucking finger thing, which drives me. Way. Fuck. It drives me to the point of insanity. And he knows this. And I don't know if our good friend Snay is listening to this. He'll probably be chuckling if he is, but oh my God, you're lucky we're not in the same room. <laughs> so I hate doing the dishwasher. So when I'm making the coffee, I'm doing the fingers again. When I'm when I'm making food, I will when there's a you know, you've got a minute or two minutes to wait, I'll do something then that I don't. So it's task sandwiching and it works in lots of ways. So another one is engagement. Who's engaged in the task or who could you ask to be engaged in the task? Being sort of accountable to someone, either the outcome of the task or just while you're doing it, someone who's watching engagement increases. Now, one really interesting one, I think, is is is, is just allowing yourself to be whelmed, as in don't be overwhelmed by it. And, and we get overwhelmed very, very easily. So small chunks or milestones. Small chunks and milestones fits with project management of every human being in existence, the mm. short-term motivation, the accountability there for us, for adults with ADHD, is particularly problematic. It has been reported to be so tricky for ADHD adults that that one small thing you can do to get started can often be the, the, the life and death difference between um, starting and finishing and, and just never engaging at all. That is advice for, for the normies, though, as well. Can't, shouldn't use the word normal ever. <laughs> Last one, because I'm bored, is flexibility. It's all right to give up. If it isn't working, stop. Guilt is not helpful. It's not relaxation. It's not productive. We try loads of stuff. Adults with ADHD, it's one of the disorders, isn't it? But some people don't try anything, and we do. Be prepared to stop if that thing isn't working. If the task has to be done, then reflect on something that worked in the past. I know that was a really long list, James. I would suggest choosing one of them. Seeing if it helps you, and for all of them, for any task, try and think back to a success you've had. Ask yourself, what happened in that success? That's what I would do as a coach, and I know you would too, James. What's What What happened? What was I like? What was I feeling? And what success? What were the methods I used for that success? See if that works. doesn't always, and that is okay too. I've got to be honest, for once, that was a long list, but for once, I actually listened. I wasn't bored you know I, I didn't filter out your voice like the white noise it normally is to me did you take your listex this morning i, I did yeah it, oh, might be that. <laughs> it took me a while to realize and it's only when my mouth became so dry i could barely speak that i remembered i had taken like my, my listex this morning but at the people that i coach it's odd you mentioned a dishwasher that's come up a number of times um breaking things down into small chunks is so helpful even if it's turn the computer on at first that's a small chunk if you've got to if it's a task like sending an email or writing a document tiny tiny things it, help. exactly and then and then just just to add and this is so important the being prepared to stop if it doesn't work if you can because obviously sometimes if something is so um urgent it may need to be done but if if you if you just can't do a task and you've tried a number of these different um, kind of evidence-based tips and it's not working step away and don't self-chastise and don't hate yourself for it because it's okay you're not you, you're not neurotypical you can't just choose to do that task and then do all the tasks afterwards and have a productive day some sometimes exactly exactly and just realize that sometimes it's okay to step away 
go and have a walk, have something to eat or drink, clear your mind, do something that gives you reward and then see if you can approach it again later. Right. Well, that's the end of part one. Thank you for listening. We'll be back in part two where we'll give some personal reflections on getting shit done. Welcome back to part two of episode 12 of the ADHD Adult UK podcast. We're talking about uh, task management or getting shit done today. And in part two, we turn to our personal reflections. So, Alex, what are your personal reflections on the uh, topic? Um, Like most people with ADHD, I'm not very good at remembering I've done some stuff in my life that I've actually managed Mm. to do tasks I just feel like I'm a failure of someone that can't do anything. And it's like objectively not true if I write it down, but I'm not thinking along that those lines. So I try to create done lists. And what I observe is I've always done things in bursts. And it's always, if I look back, based on how it's going to feel for me or for someone that I care about, once I've got that task done, sometimes it's negative. Someone that's got a horrible hold over me, that isn't yeah. good for my internal success. It has been good for my external success in the past but it's not good for my internal success when it's someone i care about and i'm choosing tasks that match my strengths and there's someone watching or or who's going to feel good about it that's when i get a task done and pre-diagnosis i would do a lot of tasks that weren't right for me at the absolute expense of my mental health mm-hmm. i said yes to everything for fear of looking like not a proper boy So I found very, very slowly that being successful at something I disliked didn't give me any reward. It made me feel like a child and a fraud and an imposter, even afterwards, including my PhD. I don't massively feel worthy of that because I didn't like it. I did it, though, for the wrong reasons. So this was a 10-year project on my own to learn this. I didn't know what the problem was. I didn't know about ADHD, but I got lucky. I was lucky with some amazing people helping me with counselling and coaching, and I figured out that I was going to get fired again if I kept lying to myself. I needed to figure out tasks. The What I what I do is, is those things, but then the big block often for me is that tiny, tiny first step of doing it. And when I'm struggling with that tiny first step, the reason why I reflect on is there's a blockage, an emotional blockage, something that I'm a bit uncomfortable. Oh, I'm not quite sure how to do that one bit. Or is ambiguity? Maybe there's two ways. So what I do then is I, I talk about it or I ask someone for help. Can you help me do that one bit? Who could help you with it is a question I ask myself. And usually it's, it, it becomes incredibly apparent. So, yeah, looking back, thinking how did to do that, who could help me with the first bit and get the first bit done and do it for my own internal success, not external success if it doesn't fit my strengths. That's that's my personal reflection, James. What about you, you big-haired buffoon? <laughs> I, am, I am big-haired at the minute, and it's also very twisted and weirdly shaped for once for once um (laughs) yeah you're like tintin in the washing machine (laughs) similarly i looking back before i was diagnosed um realized that i i only ever managed to do tasks through fear really as much as anything i mean my phd which obviously was written in crayon because i did it at the university of wolverhampton 
um, was just a disaster, which ended up taking nearly five years because of multiple issues. But one of those issues was I didn't have the, the motivation to get the stuff done that I needed to get done. And I've realized particularly since I got diagnosed and I've started to look at what tools are out there and I've, I've managed to be coached by a completely useless ADHD coach. You're that welcome. <laughs> I've realized that um, I work best with tasks and only like really effectively in two circumstances. One, if the deadline is so pressing that I'm going to get in trouble. And that's not, I know that's not healthy for my internal success, but in terms of prioritizing, um, if I've got, say, six things to do, and I know that five of them, I can do them next week, but one of them's got to be done tomorrow, then I can focus on the one that's got to be done tomorrow through fear of chastisement, fear of failure, fear of, of, of imposter syndrome. And that's not a healthy coping mechanism. But for me, it's when I am able to do a task. The other thing is, which is much more healthy, and we've talked about this before, is I use what um, I think you've coined the phrase golden hours. And for me, that's first thing in the morning. So if I'm in a good place mentally, because I've obviously got a lot going on as well as ADHD, then I tend to get up between four and five in the morning and I am full of beans and I'll stick my headphones in and put on the ADHD adult UK dopamine playlist on Spotify. And I'll listen to a lot of you know big drums and kind of loud music and it just gets me in the zone. And then between four and five and about 10, I'll smash the tasks that I've got to do because I'm absolutely in the zone. And then it gets to about 10, which is ironically when my medication should really be at its peak levels that I then start to lose that ability and start to drift and start to think, I don't want to do this actually, or I just can't do this. And it's become a, a revelation to me that I can say to myself, well, I'm not going to do it then. And sometimes if that's something important, then I'm now much more emotionally comfortable with, with contacting someone and saying, I'm not going to do that thing today. Sorry. Um, I've not been able to, but I'll, I will get it to you as soon as possible. Whereas in the past, I would either do it to the detriment of my mental health or not do it completely avoid them not read email for four days because i knew i'd not done it and just then feel massive guilt so you using that period in the morning which for me is just so useful because i've got loads of energy and loads of motivation before later in the day i turn into a, a gibbering wreck that's reaching for every substance he can get just to try and get through an evening <laughs> Can I, I, like, I like that idea. That's another <laughs> top tip from James. <laughs> you. Can I ask you about your music thing? Is that working yeah. as the buddy system for you then, the music? It, it, it is in a way. It, yeah, it is in a way. And we've talked about this on, on Instagram and I think also on Twitter. It, it's interesting because it kind of polarizes people with adults with ADHD is that people tend to either be, I absolutely can't have music on. It's a massive distraction. I can't focus or they tend to be, I've got to have music on. It really helps me focus. And for me, I've got a number of different playlists, but particularly certain songs, if they've got kind of a heavy drum beat, if they're up tempo, if they've got an emotional, if I've got an emotional relationship with that song, then I work much better. This is looking back to our uh, one of our previous podcasts where we talked about me impulse buying lots of speakers. This is the frustration of buying all these speakers and then having a partner who won't let me put them on because she can't deal with loud noises. So I have to use one of the four pairs of Bluetooth AirPods I bought because I'd forgotten I'd bought the three In previous the pairs. I've been distracted. I've got distracted by the ADHD adult uk podcast can anyone access that and is the 1812 overture the first track on it 
so um it's not the podcast it's the playlist first of all but yeah. yes anyone can access it it's public we've shared it on um we've shared it on instagram it's an open playlist so, so you can add songs and people it's now got i think 43 people who follow it and people have added their own songs in fact somebody messaged just the other day to say i looked at this and thought but actually it's got some bangers on it and i think yeah i mean well Tchaikovsky they, knew what he was doing presumably that's hey alex i am not yeah, I say it's open. I am going to delete any songs that you put on that playlist. It's got cannons in it. He used actual live cannons as an instrument. If that okay. is, I hate you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, anyway, just very quickly, we've got time to play another round of what did James forget, mislay, or um, lose this week? Again, there's three options, Alex. So first. Did I forget to write a birthday card which was in front of me with a pen on top of it all day and therefore it didn't get sent on the person's birthday? Did I forget to do the washing, hence at the minute I have no working underpants? Or did I forget to buy any fags, leaving me to smoke the dodgy Malaysian cigarettes that I bought four years ago, which are absolutely fucking awful? Classic. I love that working underpants is making a comeback. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, that's good. Cigarette, cigarette thing, cigarette thing. You live near a shop, but then you've got weird hours. The birthday card thing I really like because I don't know if you do this, Chase, but I leave. If I need something to go with me the next day, I'll put it by the front door so I can't forget it. But I've often stepped over that and left the house, which is a bit like your birthday card, isn't it? So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying birthday card. Fuck, you've got it right. That's so yeah. annoying. We, we actually, we actually put you. it. In, we put it in the middle of the floor in the living room with a pen on top, so one of us would remember to write it. And of course, object invisibility. It just became immediately invisible. Yeah, it's a post-it note then, on a computer screen, then, it is, isn't it? It is. Um, and we didn't write it. Oh, shit, you've got four points now. It hurts yeah. me every time you get you get it right. So on that disastrous note, that's the end of part two. We'll be back in part three to talk about some top tips and possibly even a product recommendation. See you then. Welcome back to episode 12, part three of our ADHD Adult UK podcast. We're talking about getting shit done because we're very street or, or task management, which is what I actually call it. All aspects of how to get those relatively short-term tasks done. We've been discussing now's the time for tips that we've been told by other people or that we've, we've learned ourselves along the way, things that help us get tasks done. James, what top tip have you got for this? It's a really good point, and it's something that I know that I am managing through using my, my golden hours, et cetera, and therefore I don't want to use that specifically as a top tip. But what really helps me is technology. So I have a lot of different apps that will talk to each other, which then allow me to, to know, first of all, what tasks I've got to do and, and when they need to be done by. And because I do work better to a deadline, it helps me in terms of, approaching those tasks um, and it's normally to be fair my inability to do tasks is normally work-based and not home-based he says even though there's so much around the house that needs fixing um, that's just completely invisible to me but the, the the stuff that can cause me anxiety the stuff that I can worry about is generally job related so using uh, the apps that I use are Evernote and Todoist and they speak to each other so everything I do gets written in Evernote and then 
I can set up to do things that pop into Todoist and I get an email every morning saying these are the things you need to do today. Obviously, I don't do them, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I might do some of them. And that means that I can uh, get an idea of what are the tasks I need to focus on. And then if I do struggle with those tasks, the other tip, and we've mentioned it earlier, is don't give yourself shit if you can't do that task. You know, unless it's give someone the Heimlich maneuver because they're choking, because that's quite urgent. It's not life or death that you do that task right now. So if, if you can, it's a really big tip to just step away and do something else and not self-chastise. What about you, Alex? I've apologized for not doing the Heimlich on you, James. I had other <laughs> shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> it was my fault feeding you grapes. That's a great one. I have a calendar where I put the most stupid and tiny um task on it otherwise it doesn't get done the most crucial yeah. thing just goes from my working memory just oh, it's gone did you do, yeah did you do that Heimlich nope I did not <laughs> I really like that one James that's good um for me this one's easy learn your own strengths in my coaching experience and I do have some anyone knows what they're good at and they know what they enjoy doing and the people that think about those things, they tend to be more successful. And even more importantly, internally peaceful and successful than those who don't, A, think about what they are in the first place and B, align their tasks to those things. Not always possible, of course, but as much as possible. If you're not sure what your strengths are, my tip, write down your weaknesses and turn them upside down. People will say, I, I can't work on my own in office. Yeah, then you're a good team player. Do that. Do you mean, do you mean so, the, so the writing is upside down? So No, no, not literally. And James, you explicitly knew that. It was implied <laughs> that I was using a metaphor. You know, I don't know. You know, I struggle with literal and and literal and non-literal. Metaphorical, yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Turn your, your weaknesses upside down, not the paper. So if you don't like to focus for hours, I mean, this is an ADHD podcast, then your, your strength is you're, you're able to work on multiple projects at once. Get bored easily. Tell people you're comfortable in high energy and changeable work environments and do that. That's all okay. You know, that's fine the other tip is said it in personal reflections usually in my experience it's that first tiny blockage so again this is thinking i understand this thinking is hard for all of us we don't tend to like thinking but think what what is the reason for the blockage is who could help me with it what what is the one thing i could do to to start this you don't have to finish it but starting is usually some kind of emotional or, or or logistical little blockage. That is my top tips, James. Thank you for sharing them. Um, just before we go, we've got a product recommendation for the week, which is relevant for once, because normally they're not. Um, None of this is relevant. Is, exactly. And that is to use what's known as an Eisenhower matrix or a task matrix. And this is something that Eric Hill, a colleague of mine, put me on to. And there's a, there's a copy on our website called a task matrix and the idea is if you've got stuff to do and you're struggling to start sometimes it helps to work out which are the most pressing tasks and effectively it's a grid where you rank a task based on whether it is urgent and or important and therefore tasks which are urgent and important go in the top left box there's just four squares is it James? Yeah, it's like just a, four squares piece of paper with four squares on it and yeah. you've got urgent and important so if a task is urgent and important they're the ones you probably need to focus on first 
if a task is neither urgent nor important, fuck it off because it's not for you to do right now. And that will sometimes help you at least if you've got a list of tasks, work out the ones you need to focus on first. And like I said, there's a copy on our website, but if you Google Eisenhower Matrix, then you'll come across something. It's a thousand pounds per download, isn't it, from our website? No, unlike other ADHD accounts, we don't charge for things which are free if you Google for them. We're in the pocket um, of big Eisenhower. We are big, big old Eisenhower. Okay, so thank you for listening, everybody. That was episode 12 of the ADHD.uk podcast, where we covered task management or getting shit done. If you'd like to get in touch with us, and we now have a WhatsApp button as well, so you can send us uh, voice messages, which if they're relevant or if they're abusing Alex, we can read out on the podcast. Um, if you've got any questions, if you've got anything you'd like us to cover in the future, get in touch on the socials at the usual address, ADHD. Adult UK. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye all.